Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The James Wilson Show. A lot to get to today, as Nancy Pelosi calls Trump morbidly obese on CNN, and Trump fires back. The anti-malaria drug hydroxychloroquine re-enters the debate as the president now states that he is taking the medicine. And of course, the House recently passed a bill with all sorts of goodies from the Democrats' wish list. Stay tuned, you're listening to The James Wilson Show. Alright, so a lot to get to today, but before um, we get into all of that, um, I just wanted to clarify, as you know, I haven't posted an episode in over two weeks now, and that is because I'm happy to announce today that uh, I have a new website up where you can listen to um, all the episodes, you can read articles I have, and a lot of extra bonus content. You can visit that at thejameswilsonshow.com. Again, thejameswilsonshow.com. So before we get into the bulk of the news and current events that not only I've missed uh, over the past couple of weeks, but also to get to some of the more recent thing, let's talk about uh, the website real quick. So obviously on the website, thejameswilsonshow.com again, there will be lots of things. So there's bonus content. Obviously there's going to be transcript. There's going to be bonus images to go with the show, show notes that have all the links I use and what I use to prepare. So all of that's super exciting. If you want your question featured on the show, that is now something that you can fill out a form. And I'm actually going to designate a segment of this podcast now to answer your questions, the questions you have, whether that's about you know politics in general or some current events that I may not get to cover because obviously I only do this podcast three times a week. And, you know, I don't get to cover everything in the news. That would take way too long. So if you have questions that I don't cover or just things in general, it could be something I've already talked about. That is a new feature that I'm going to be designating a segment of the podcast for now. So feel free to um, su- submit that form on thejameswilshinshow.com to get your question featured on the show. Additionally, along with episodes, I'm also writing articles. These are all ad-free articles. Of course, my whole website is ad-free, so uh, easier to read and navigate. Um, New content will be posted two to five times a week on top of episodes, and this will be on current issues. If you would like to write a guest article, that is something you can do. You can find that all on my website at thejameswilsonshow.com. And of course, there's a newsletter sign up, and if you would like to donate to help keep this show going. Yes, this show does take a lot of time to prepare and to actually create these episodes and uh, to spend money on the website is obviously, it costs money and it's a lot of time. So all donations are accepted and appreciated. So just that I wanted you to be aware of the jameswilsonshow.com and all of the features and content that will be added. So I hope you go check that out um, and enjoy. So now that we're done with that, let's get into some of the main topics of this week, um, of the, over the past couple of weeks, and actually even more recently. So if you've been listening to the show recently, you know that I haven't been talking a lot about hydroxychloroquine. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, because that is a very long name. Um, anyway, though, there's been much debate about this. Uh, in a press briefing about a month ago, Trump suggested 
Uh, he suggested this drug during the press briefing, and the media absolutely went bonkers. Obviously, the media gets very mad at a lot of things that Trump has to say, which is, we'll get to, in many, for many reasons, is actually quite ridiculous. But hydroxychloroquine has gotten a lot of, it had a lot of success already, but it's gotten a lot of positive and negative att- attention, mainly the positive attention from Republicans and the negative attention from Democrats and the mainstream media, especially CNN, MSNBC, who, who say that this hasn't been fully tested yet. However, there's a new development to the story as Trump has now stated that he's actually taking this drug. He's actually taking hydroxychloroquine as, you know, some of the White House aides tested positive for the coronavirus. And this is something that the mainstream media blew up over again. So the New York Times reports, quote, Mr. Trump said he started taking the drug about 10 days ago, around the same time two White House aides tested positive for the coronavirus prompting the fears of the president and other top officials that the virus could spread rapidly through the West Wing. As for taking hydroxychloroquine, I'm not getting to get hurt by it, Mr. Trump said, adding that he was sharing the news to be transparent with Americans and appearing to enjoy the shock value of his announcement. It has been around for four years for uh, malaria, for lupus, and for other things. Now let's stop there for a second. So, as Mr. Trump, as President Trump said, uh, he was sharing the news to be transparent. And this is something I think is very important because there's definitely some extreme uh, people on the left who are suggesting that if you take this drug, it can kill you. Even someone at MSNBC was talking about this and how this drug could actually kill you. One thing I like about what President Trump is doing is he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's recommending a drug. He's saying it's it's had really good results, and he's actually using it. So that's something I, I really think, not only is it transparent, but it actually shows you how honest and upfront President Trump is when it comes to these things. And many people are suggesting Trump hates Americans and he wants them to die, you know, and he doesn't like these drugs. He just wants others to use that. That is absolutely not the case. And just the fact that he's using this and telling people this, of course, to be transparent, that proves many of these people wrong. But continuing. Later on Monday night, the White House physician, Dr. Sean P. Conley, released a statement that linked Mr. Trump's decision to take the drug to the support staff who tested positive for the virus, in apparent reference to the presidential's personal valet. After numerous discussions he and I had regarding the evidence for and against the use of hydroxychloroquine, we concluded the potential benefit from treatment outweighed the relative risks, Dr. Conley said. He also said the president, quote, is in very good health and, her, and has remained symptom-free. So let's get into a little bit more of what hydroxychloroquine is and why this get, is getting so much negative attention. Because when you look at other countries, such as France, which we'll get to, actually, this wouldn't be negative attention at all. This is something that France has been using for since late March, early April now, and they've been having incredibly good results. Now, the reason this has this has a bad image is because of the mainstream media, and that just shows you how much the mainstream media can actually control and how much power it has. When Trump said this in a pre- press briefing, many Democratic governors in their states started banning it. Many people on 
CNN or other mainstream media platforms were saying that this was very dangerous and that you should not do this. This is the same thing with the Lysol debate. Trump did not suggest that you should be injecting Lysol in you at this point. The reason that this has gotten so negative among many Democrats and, you know, many Americans in general is because of how far the mainstream media has been pushing this. They've been creating this narrative against Trump. So with the Lysol, Trump saying, do this, don't do this, negative attention, even though that's not what Trump said. Again, with hydroxychloroquine, Trump suggests this, it must be bad. Americans must know that this must be bad. So in reality, should this be a big story? No, of course not. This should not be a big story. As I've already stated, France has been using this and has been having good results. But of course, because of the negativity surrounding this from the left and from the mainstream media, this is a big story and we do need to talk about it and uh, clarify it because lots of people are not happy about this. But let's get into a little bit more about hydroxychloroquine. So France has been doing this drug. They originally tested it on 80 to 100 patients who all, almost all, I believe, or all, um, made a very quick recovery within the next five days. So those are very serious, amazing results. And since then, they have been using it a lot. So Forbes reports, quote, France have increased by as much as 7,000% in certain parts of the country since the pandemic began. As reported by La Province, a study looking at the 466 million French prescriptions written since the pandemic began in France show a huge spike in doctors prescribing the drug. In the last week of March, for instance, over 10,000 people were prescribed hydroxychloroquine in Marseille alone. I'm probably not pronouncing that city correctly, but it is a city slash town in France, if you're curious. So France has been using this drug, and they've been having serious results. Have we been hearing about this on the news? No, of course not. All we've been hearing about is that Trump says it's good, so it's probably bad. And that is something that the media needs to change, as they hold so much power in today's society. So, interesting debate between hydroxychloroquine before we move on with the story which actually progresses even further has to do with nancy pelosi it's actually quite hilarious um let's talk about representative karen witset um she was actually she's actually a democratic representative from detroit michigan uh, she heard about the drug hydroxychloroquine and from President Trump, and she actually got coronavirus. She had trouble breathing, all these symptoms, and she was on the point of almost dying, actually. And hydroxychloroquine saved her life. So, without any further ado, I would like to play her story as, you know, we're talking about hydroxychloroquine again. There are Democratic talking points, and that's what they want you to stick by. I'm not that type of person. They're worried about politics. I'm worried about people. I'm Karen Whitsett, and I am Michigan State Representative, District 9, which is Detroit and part of Dearborn. So we got tested, and just that night I got sick as I don't know what, and started having trouble breathing, the headache was worse than ever, my lungs started filling up with fluid just became impossible to breathe and just trying to make a decision on whether to go to the hospital, which I knew was full. That same exact day, the governor had put down an executive order, which restricted doctors 
ability to write the prescription for hydroxychloroquine. So the doctor um, would not write the prescription. So this person is literally standing between me and living. Decided to call another doctor, spoke to that doctor on the phone. He, After just even talking to me on the phone, he knew I was in bad shape and he called it in immediately. And my husband was able to just go to CVS and pick it up. After getting it, it took us less than an hour to get it from phone call to him going there, picking it up and coming back and me taking it. And when less than two hours, I was started feeling better. How did you know about hydroxychloroquine? From the president of the United States when he mentioned it on television. So when he mentioned it, that was um, not that I didn't know about it previously because I did know about it from Lyme disease, but him saying it made it accessible. He is so pleasant and so funny and so kind and so considerate and he knows the stuff about Lyme disease and he knows about, I mean, he is very knowledgeable and that was huge for me. That was huge and to be able to get him information about Detroit and him the one to hear the information back, it was awesome. Um, the vice president is wonderful. He, I mean, he goes straight into action. When you give him some information, boom, he's on it. So it was, I mean, it was wonderful. And I mean, the president offered his doctor to me, which was awesome. And he's working with my doctor for Lyme, you know, to assist me with my Lyme disease treatment because I have been unable to get treatment here in Michigan. So that's been extremely powerful and a game changer for me. There are democratic talking points, and that's what they want you to stick by. I'm not that type of person. I'm about the people in my community, the people I need to represent, and most important, the people in the city of Detroit. I'm going to always put people first, period, no matter what. It's, there's no time for politics now. There's no, there's no time for politics. It just isn't. If we can put away you know, a whole NFL season or NBA season or whatever else we're putting away, I think we can put away the politics and let's care about people. So very interesting message by Representative Karen Whitsett. And I, I appreciate that and I respect her opinion, even though she may be a Democrat. And so that's just an interesting story going back to this all, you know, many people are freaking out that Trump is now using hydroxychloroquine. For me, it just shows that he's being transparent and is putting his money where his mouth is. Obviously, if he thought this was bad, he'd not be taking it. So, and he's been saying that, you know, this could be a possible treatment and that it should be used. So I, th I, I really respect Representative Karen Whitsett and what Trump is doing with this. Little did we know at the time, this story would actually progress much further in a very interesting way uh, with Nancy Pelosi, because of course it has to be with Nancy Pelosi. As you know, Trump and Nancy Pelosi do not have the best relationship. Nancy Pelosi ripping up the State of the Union, which is really disrespectful to be honest. Uh, there's some talk that Trump didn't shake her hand. That is somewhat controversial. A lot, but a lot is gone on between Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump. Obviously, Nancy Pelosi was a big fan of impeachment. Donald Trump was not a fan of impeachment because, of course, they're trying to impeach him. But this story actually progressed much further than many people thought it would. So Anderson Cooper over at CNN asked Nancy Pelosi what she thought about 
President Trump taking hydroxychloroquine. And here's what she said. Your reaction to the president saying that he's now taking hydroxychloroquine? Um, are you concerned? Well, first, let me say how happy I am about your new baby. How lovely. Oh, Wyatt. Okay. Wyatt, how perfectly named. Uh, we all know why that is. And uh, congratulations. And as you, as you now are father, you see how important it is to keep the world safe for the children, for the children. As far as the president is concerned, um, the, uh, our, he's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientists, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, but is morbidly obese, they say. So I, I, uh, I, I think that it's not a good idea. All right, so very interesting from Nancy Pelosi. If you did not hear what she said, obviously she was talking about something else at the beginning, but the second half of the clip, she said, quote, He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved by the scientists, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group. Morbidly obese. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi just said that the... the the Speaker of the House just called the president morbidly obese. Now, the first thing I must say about this is if you're going to personally attack people, it, it likely means that you don't have any arguments left against them. It's just a personal attack is, you know, threatening, and it doesn't progress your agenda. So, for example, if, if someone was like, you know, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi passing the HEROES Act? And it said, uh, I think Nancy Pelosi's old. Like, that's not an argument at all. Personal attacks aren't an argument, and it kind of just shows that you don't have an argument. So, very interesting for Nancy Pelosi to say. Another interesting part to realize that Anderson Cooper didn't say anything about this. You know, CNN did not stop her or ask her about what she had just said, a very insulting statement, what she had just said. But, of course, Trump had to respond. And I do want to give credit to both sides here because that's what I do on the show. I'd like, you know, I, I give both sides the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, I'm still very conservative, but I'll give both sides the benefit of the doubt here. Trump then called Nancy Pelosi mentally ill. Now, should he, should he have done that? No, absolutely not. I, I would like Nancy Pelosi to stop calling Trump morbidly obese. And I would like Trump to stop calling Nancy Pelosi mentally ill. Because when you start to think about it, what where does this get us anywhere does this get us anywhere at all trump you know thinks hydroxychloroquine is a great thing and he's taking it you're now calling him morbidly obese and then they're calling you know her mentally ill like this gets us nowhere and it, it it's all kind of babyish to be honest with you it doesn't make any sense and none of this needs to be happening so i don't think trump should personally attack nancy pelosi i don't think nancy pelosi should personally attack donald trump it does not make sense and it should stop right there one important question that we have to ask about this though is why did nancy pelosi feel comfortable talking about this on cnn obviously if if she was on fox news for example which she's not she's not on fox news very much but if she was on fox news she would not say a statement like that because she knows she would receive massive pu pushback from the host obviously anderson cooper was interviewing her in this interview but what was it about cnn that she felt comfortable saying that and that's a question we have to ask ourselves 
Fox News is honest about where they stand. They are obviously conservative. MSNBC even, even though I disagree with them, they're clear. They're, you know, they say that they're a left-wing site, and I appreciate them for that. CNN states that it's objective, that it's not really left or right, and many, you know, many models even put CNN towards the middle, more neutral and reliable news. But then why would Nancy Pelosi then feel comfortable about telling CNN, telling Anderson Cooper this? Because if this was actually an objective site, if this was actually a fair media news site, she shouldn't be saying that anywhere, and she knows she would receive pushback if this was a real neutral site. So it's just kind of interesting to see how, number one, there wasn't any pushback at all, but number two, that she actually felt comfortable saying that. Again, what does that show us about CNN? Are they really as neutral as they say they are, or do they actually have an agenda against the president? Are they okay with Nancy Pelosi and others giving personal attacks, attacking the president for stuff that does not matter at all. So those are just a couple of questions that we have to ask ourselves about this. So moving away from hydroxychloroquine, let's talk about the partisan bill, the HEROES Act that was passed by the House Democrats earlier um, last week, mid last week, about at this time. So the HEROES Act, for any of the those who don't know, is another stimulus package this one was the largest stimulus package yet, over $3 trillion. Yes, you heard that, $3 trillion. That's more tax revenue than the you know, United States makes in an entire year, which is really crazy to something that could really just be solved by reopening the economy. But more on that later. The HEROES Act is trying to you know, give money to citizens, illegal aliens, to try to help provide aid during this pandemic. Uh, the final vote was 208 to 109, 14 House Democrats opposed, while only one of them supported it. Um, very interesting. We're going to go through some of the main points of this bill and why it should definitely not be passed. But before we go into that, let's just readdress. I've talked about this on the show a lot, but public health versus the economy. You know, Instead of focusing on giving so much money, throwing money on the problem, giving money to Americans, which where did they get that money? They got the money they're giving to Americans from Americans. It does not really make sense at all. You know, you're just taxing Americans, you're making Americans pay, and then you're just giving it right back. That doesn't make that doesn't make much sense at all, and that's why I'm, one of the main reasons why I'm against the universal basic income program. But aside from that, we need to reopen the economy at this point. Throwing money on the problem is not going to help the economy. It's just going to make it worse. And again, as, as I've said this before, we will likely see a V-shaped recovery as soon as this is over. Businesses will reopen. The economy will go back up. People will get back to work. However, the longer you wait, the more small businesses go out of business. And then what happens is when you reopen, the maximum potential you could possibly reach is already lower than when you started before the pandemic because there's less businesses existing and many businesses are struggling if they haven't gone bankrupt already. So the longer you make this last, the less V-shaped recovery you will actually see. And that's because businesses are going out of business right now. So it's crucially important that we reopen the economy as soon as possible. Throwing money on the problem is not going to do anything anymore. Now, I've discussed this on the show before, but today let's actually get into 
what are some of the elements of this bill. So, for example, the first thing I want to talk about is mail-in voting. This has been a goodie on the Democratic wish list for a very long time. Democrats really want mail-in voting. Now, to give them the benefit of the doubt, it is a good thing to try to expand our democracy for all legal American citizens. We want as many American citizens to vote as possible. That's a good thing. We live in a democracy, and that is what our democracy um, depends on, the people who actually vote for their elected leaders, as we live in a republic and not direct democracy. But the democratic approach to this is mail-in voting. However, many have concluded that this is the easiest way for voter fraud, which we'll be getting into. Under Crawford versus Marion County Election Board in 2008, the, cream, the Supreme Court said flagrant examples of such fraud have been documented throughout this nation's history by respected historians and journalists, including Indiana's own experience with fraudulent voting in the 2003 Democratic primary in East Chicago uh, for East Chicago mayor demonstrate that not only is the risk of voter fraud real, but that, that it could affect the outcome of a close election. So let's go over just a couple of examples while mail-in voting is not a good idea. So in Los Angeles City alone, in Los Angeles, there were 1.5 million registered voters who were not supposed to be registered. And that is either because they were dead or because they were in prison or all sorts of other circumstances. So what you have here now is say they didn't catch this before. Say Los Angeles and the state of California did not catch this before. You're now sending out 1.5 valuable mail-in ballots to addresses that, you know, they're either dead or in prison, so you're sending ballots to the wrong place, obviously. Now you've got 1.5 million ballots that could be picked up by anyone, that could change the results of election, all because you, you mailed you know, half a million votes to people who were dead and that the people who they were mailed to can vote for them, which doesn't make any sense at all. Of course, this can happen again. We've already seen issues of voter fraud. Um, illegal alien Gustavo Araju Lerma voted multiple times under a false identity. Um, approving mail-in voting, especially without an ID, would allow more illegal aliens to vote. And this is something that the HEROES Act also touches on, which is the fact that you don't need an ID to vote. Now, I do understand that mail-in voting is already legal in Colorado, it's already legal in Utah, it's already legal in Hawaii, in a, uh, a small handful of states. But when you allow mail-in voting with no ID, you're creating the perfect storm for for for. Um, voter fraud. And that's that's a serious offense that could change the course of not only our democracy, our election, and our country. So that's the first big issue that the HEROES Act addressed. Again, why is this, why is this on the HEROES Act bill? I, I mean, Nancy Pelosi says she wants to address coronavirus, and then she fills a bill with a bunch of goodies that she's wanted to complete for so long. She's wanted to add into legislation for so long which the second one is actually that this bill will give money to illegal immigrants. Now again, everyone's struggling during this pandemic. It really stinks. Do I think $1,000 is going to do much for every citizen? No. If it's going to cost, if this bill is going to cost $3 trillion and all you're going to do is approve mail-in voting, you know, obviously there's other stuff, and then give Americans a $2,000, $1,000 check, that's not going to do much. 
However, they devoted a large portion of this bill to giving money to illegal immigrants. Now, why is this bad? You know, some may suggest that illegal immigrants are in this country. They're suffering just like the rest of us right now because of the pandemic. However, we gotta realize it's important to have a secure border, which, while it's getting better under President Donald Trump, this is not something that's fully secure. We still have a ton of illegal immigrants in this country. What does giving illegal immigrants money um, incentivize? It incentivizes more. It is. It incentivizes more illegal immigrants to come into this country. Now, because of the coronavirus, this has kind of been on pause for a while. If you've been keeping track with the news. But the issue still remains the same. If, if you know, illegal immigrants are seeing that they can get in illegally, they can skip the line, it's a lot easier, it's much faster, and then in these cities, such as California, or if this bill were to ever be passed, which it's not, realize that they can get free money. That's just going to incentivize it more. And that is something that we cannot stand behind. Now, is this, now, are conservatives anti-immigrant? No, of course not. What conservatives are anti-illegal immigrant. Conservatives want to enforce the law and promote immigration in the right way, which is exactly what I'm for. But you can you cannot promote immigration the right way when you have millions of of people living in your country that you don't know about that are undocumented, and you're incentivizing them to do it illegally by giving them money. That's not going to solve the problem at all. So just very interesting to talk about. Is this bill going to pass? No, of course not. Trump has already said he's not going to sign it. Senate is majority Republican right now. Only one Republican voted for the HEROES Act, which is actually hilarious because it's also their last term. So interesting to see, I guess. But lots of things going on, lots of news about Nancy Pelosi, and interesting to see why they would want to pass this. If this, if if they're really trying to focus on the coronavirus, why would be, they be talking about mail-in voting? Why would they be talking about giving money to illegal immigrants? Anyway, that's all for this episode of The James Wilson Show. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back Friday.